0: Hey, welcome to Doing Life with Ken
1: and Tabitha. We
0: are so pumped that you're tuning into this podcast. It has been designed for people just like you. We want to do life with you. Share our wins, our defeats, our ups and our downs in hopes that you'll grow closer to God and to the people that you love in your life. Sit back and enjoy today's podcast. Hey, what's up, everybody? Hey, everyone. Welcome to Doing Life with Ken and Tabitha. We are excited about this episode. (laughs) This one is the one. It's a
1: good one. This is a good one. (laughs) This is the one
0: that you want to make sure that you share, maybe watch it a couple of times. Yes. And we love your feedback. You know, this whole community that we're building, and that's why we're calling it Doing Life with Ken and Tabitha, because we want to do life with you guys. We understand that there are hard days ahead, there are some victories that are ahead as well. Absolutely. And we want to share the good, the bad, the ugly of our life hope that your life will be better with one another and also your relationship with God. And I just think it's important just to have a community of people that you know are praying for you and rooting you on. Absolutely. So if you're new to our program, welcome. Make sure that you subscribe if you can so that you can be the first to get all the content as it comes out. We love your feedback. Um, Please comment. um, Let us know if we're doing a good job and uh, let us know what you have uh, need of as it relates to prayers. And we'll make sure that we'll do that with you as well. And so we're pumped about today. Um, Today's message or talk is entitled, How to Not Let Your Kids Ruin Your Marriage. How to Not Let Your Kids Ruin Your Marriage. When I say that, what comes to your mind? Uh,
1: I want to laugh. Uh, (laughs) I feel like every parent around the world is just like, please, yes, like high five, like, you know, Uh a win for parents. But do
0: you know why that is? I think that we have marketed having children in such a way that it's all about the joy. Come on. It's all about somebody had a baby, there's a gender reveal, pshew, yellow and pink or blue, which one is it going to be? And we have romanticized having children. Absolutely. It's almost like before we had kids, it was like a um a, a mandate. Oh, when y'all having kids yeah when y'all having kids yeah oh y'all would have such cute babies they didn't tell us that them babies was gonna bark oh. and they was gonna have us up all night and that it wasn't always gonna be pretty and i think sometimes we set people up because they don't understand how difficult parenting is absolutely and when it gets difficult it doesn't mean that you're not doing it right mm-hmm. or something's wrong right it is what it is it's
1: just hard <laughs> yeah marriage is hard <laughs> having children is hard uh-huh. i mean life is just hard right you you know, and like we need to accept that. And
0: some people hear that as like a bad thing. But and, go ahead. Yeah,
1: it's not a bad thing. Uh-huh. It's just a fact. Uh-huh. Um, but when you know that, you're like, oh, OK, yeah, that's what I was expecting. Yeah. Here's how I'm going to overcome. Yeah. Like, no big deal.
0: Well, the thing is, is that we've been made for hard things. Mm-hmm. And anything that's worth anything in life is going to take a fight. Mm -hmm. Especially on the spiritual side, there is a devil that's loose that wants to kill, steal and destroy, even coming out of the womb. Absolutely. And so we're going to know how to, we're going to need to know how to fight, right? Because we've been already given victory. And so our word is that even though it's hard, marriage is hard, parenting is hard, does not mean that we're supposed to do it. We shouldn't be leaning out of hard things. We should actually be leaning into hard things and saying, God, your grace is sufficient.
1: Absolutely.
0: We want to help some parents. Yeah. So get your parents on here right now, Get, (laughs) get, get some parents, call some parents up, share this With some parents, because unfortunately, we have found that sometimes children can ruin the marriage. Yeah. And it's not the children's fault. Yeah. So I I said that it's kind of like clickbait. Uh, Children don't ruin the marriage, it's how we allow ourselves to drift away from one another Mm -hmm. because of the responsibility of parenting. Mm -hmm or we have different ideologies of how to parent. Mm -hmm. Satan uses anything that he can to cause division in the marriage. Um, Can you talk about that for a moment? Well,
1: I think it's also understanding that the family, when it, when it, The husband and wife are the foundation of the family. And so oftentimes we get married and the the question is, when are you going to start a family? As if the family starts whenever you have a child. Um, Now, I mean, it's okay, but technically the family starts when you say, I do. The family starts with the husband and the wife. Mm -hmm. And so when you add children into that scenario, knowing that You are the foundation of the family. Now you have to protect the foundation. The children are going to flourish and thrive in life when the parents, the mother and father, flourish and thrive in life, right? And so with our children, we learned that, okay, we're going to protect our marriage. Yes, children are going to come. The babies are going to cry and scream for our attention. They are going to want every bit of emotion that we have, every bit that we... like everything that we have, they are going to suck it from us. And rightfully so. You know what I mean? The word
0: suck is funny. Like they're
1: just literally like, come on, wives, nursing, you know, moms, like come on. Like they will literally leech onto your body and suck everything from you. <laughs> no, but but knowing that, like that's what the child is going to do. And right. not that it's like that's what they should do. It's their job. Right. Our job is to set boundaries around the husband and wife, around the foundation of the marriage so that the kids can thrive Mm -hmm. and mom and dad can thrive as well.
0: And the reason that we say that the husband and wife is the foundation of the marriage is because truthfully... We are to raise our children up in the way that they should go. So when they're old, they won't depart. Yes. But hopefully they'll go on to have their own families. Yes. And then me and you are going to be left looking at each other.
1: That's right.
0: And I don't want after our kids fly to coop to be like, who are you? And yeah. Be like, well, I don't know. Who are you? And then we want to go different ways because we've poured our life into our kids. And and I don't want
1: to be all old and beat up, you know, and wore out uh once the kids leave, left the house. Because I didn't take care of myself. Uh I just poured everything into the kids and became some soccer mom that doesn't, you know what I mean? Like I am a soccer mom, but I'm a soccer. I take care of myself. You know, I want to stay physically fit, mentally aware, Mm -hmm. you know, like love in love with my husband. And when the kids go, it's just like, okay. I mean, Yes, I'm going to feel sad. Oh, I'm not going to
0: feel sad. I'm going to be like, we'll
1: see you when we see you.
0: (laughs) And let's get naked and walk around this crib. (laughs) That's what I'm thinking. I was actually thinking that like last night.
1: Oh my goodness. Yeah, we
0: built, (laughs) this is too much information. We built a new closet that's like a walk-in closet. And I went to her yesterday. I said, man, we should have turned this thing into a sex closet. This would have been cool. We could have had mirrors all up here. But the kids would have probably, yeah, the kids would have probably came in. And Do been that. like, what are you doing? So, yeah. as soon as they're out, we are getting a room and we're gonna turn it into mommy and daddy fun spot. <laughs> this is better than Disney. <laughs> this is better.
1: I'm speechless. I don't know well, what to say. Whatever. I'm so, probably blushing and everything. I don't know.
0: Well, here's the deal let's give us some context. So, okay. we've been married for 23 years. I always say it's been the best 21 years of my life. Now that you got yourself together, marriage Come is a lot on, better. You better, God. you better say I it. I better babe. say it. <laughs> and am <laughs> um, eating you up. Now. Yeah. But, you know, for the first two years, our marriage was absolutely horrible. I was mean. I was selfish. I was prideful. I was unfaithful. I didn't really understand how to be a husband. I just knew how to be single. And um, that's what single people need need to know. They need to know how to be a wife. You need to know how to be a husband. Mm -hmm. So thankfully, Mm -hmm. I found a good church where there was a marriage that was exemplified before us. And we learned some things from the word of God. Shout out to our pastors for really laying a foundation for our relationship. That's right. Um, But from our 23 years of marriage, come on for 23 years, ah, um, we have three beautiful kids. We have um, a high school senior currently, and we have two middle schoolers. And so we know a little bit about parenting. We don't know everything. Parenting is one of those things that you wish somebody would have gave you a book.
1: Absolutely.
0: Like this is what you should do. But every kid's personality is different. Mm -hmm. Every kid's calling is different. And every parent's journey is going to be different. Some people are dealing with children who is autistic. Some people are dealing with children that are gifted, advanced, that won't listen, that will listen. I mean, that nobody gives you a book and says, this is how you're supposed to do right. it. That's why you need the good book, the B-I-B-L-E. That's, That's the, the book, book for, for me. me. Not only that, you need the leading of the Holy Spirit, because the way that we treat one of our kids might not be the exact same way as another kid. Yes. And when I say treat, no, they get the same love, they get the same attention, but their personalities and their callings are mm-hmm. different. So we have to adjust.
1: Sometimes the rules have to bend a little bit.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so for us, this has been huge because I was never that guy. And I don't know if guys are this way. Mm-hmm. I was never growing up like, I can't wait to have kids. Yeah. yeah. I don't know how you were. I was like, I, I, I'm excited to be married. Mm-hmm. Right. because it was all about me i can see that i would about get you. to have somebody fix food for me <laughs> this is just in my teenage mind i'm gonna get to have sex regularly i'm gonna marry somebody who's super fine i did do that praise god and <laughs> it's just gonna be this long date i never one time growing up ever remember thinking oh man i can't wait to have kids wow now i've heard guys say that yeah. but i mean i think the first baby that i remember holding was my own mm-hmm. like i'm just like not a big baby kid kind of person right i love my own you can have yours back but now i love kids you know (laughs) as a pastor you gotta love kids. (laughs) but um i guess what i'm saying is that this was not an area that i had any prior knowledge right and so i didn't really know if it was going to be hard it was going to be easy but if you look on instagram people make this um it seems like it's easy yeah like they have their kids matching clothing Um, Their kids all were wearing Ralph Lauren. Everybody's going to Disney, having a good time. They all got TikTok dancers going the same way. I can't get my kids sometimes to get up and clean.
1: Our kids won't smile for the Christmas picture. Oh, my God. Like they're fighting each
0: other. If you ever get a Christmas card from us, just know it was warfare. That's right. It was warfare just to get people to smile and to try not to be ashy. I I just Uh, I don't understand like these how people are putting out these how
1: do you forget to brush your teeth? Every I'm day, saying, every day,
0: like uh, every not day. Not
1: just like, oh, it's Friday and I was busy, I forgot to brush my teeth. But Monday, like Saturday, Monday, did you brush Tuesday, your teeth? Wednesday. Oh, I forgot. But you forgot yesterday
0: and the day before that.
1: And, and I tell you every Will day you ever from your room.
0: No, I had one kid tell me the, uh, the, yesterday. I said, "Are you going to fix some breakfast?" Well, I'm not going to eat. <laughs> I said, "Don't you ever leave this house without eating breakfast." and he going to say, "Well, uh, can I eat cereal?" I said, "No, you're going to warm up some bacon, get you some toast. You're going to have a full uh, like a meal, not yeah. just cereal, cuz you just what you going to do, snack all day and be at school negotiating donuts. It's like Hey, come what on, about boy.
1: Listen, just <laughs> last night, it's 11:45. I'm sleep, right? And sleeping good. <laughs> The alarm goes off, wakes everyone in the house up. I I go running to the stairs, right? And I'm like, hey, who's down there? You know, like what's going on? And I hear very nonchalantly, it's moi. I said, girl, we will come down there and smack
0: you. (laughs) It's our eighth grader and it's 1130 at night. She's supposed to be in bed by 930. Like, what are you doing? And she had, what did she say? She says, well, I've been up thinking about what i'm gonna wear tomorrow
1: because it's it's a special day where they can wear like all this christmas stuff and uh-huh. crazy clothes because they usually wear uniforms
0: i said you've been up for two hours <laughs> you supposed to be in bed at 9 30 it's eleven thirty. you setting an alarm off because you thinking about what you're gonna wear what kind I left of
1: left you food? out there i went to bed and i was like he's still out there talking to her
0: i'm just saying so all we're saying is that there's no book for this but uh we have <laughs> we know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We're like that farmer's commercial. And we're gonna help as much as we can. Now, we're still trying to figure out this whole parenting thing, but we're gonna share with you some things and some principles that what, we've what learned- for us. Over the years that's worked for us. Mm-hmm. And what you can do is take the meat, leave the bones. That's right. But I know that there are some parent that is watching this right now, that their kid is wow, <laughs> like the Tasmanian devil. Ugh. And I'm tearing up the house, tearing up the marriage, mm-hmm. sleeping in the bed. I mean, they got this kid and that kid is ruining their life and possibly going to ruin their marriage. And it ain't hey. got to do with the kid is that the parents hasn't haven't placed. That's parameters. right. And we're here to help you today. You
1: got to lay the WWF old school smack, smack down. down. Let's go. OK.
0: So here's some things that we've done not to allow our children to ruin our marriage. OK. Number one, we have a date night every Friday. Yes, night. we do. And we've done it for about 20 years. Of course, we have went through chemotherapy. We've had seasons of our life where we've had kids to adjust it. We've had to adjust it. But the principle is there is that practically every Friday night we have a thing called date night. Mm-hmm. All right. It is so programmed. That's all our kids know. Because yeah. my oldest is 17. They even ask us on Friday night. Oh, y'all going on date night? Mm-hmm. They do not expect us to do anything on Friday night. They don't expect to go anywhere on Friday night. They have in their mind since they were in the womb that Friday night, mom and dad is going on date night. That's right. Come on.
1: And they don't, you know, like they're, uh, the the two, well, the the middle one is in a phase right now where she's like, if we kiss or even like look at each other a certain way, she's like, ah, I mean, like she can't take it. And so like, I I kind of like antagonize her a little bit. I'll be like, you know, she, and she'll, she'll forget. Mm -hmm. Well, what are we doing tonight? I'm like, oh, I have a hot date. (laughs) Ah. Like she literally, ah, you know, and just melts onto the ground. But um, at the end of the day, it's security for our children. Like they know that mommy and daddy love each other so much. Mm-hmm. They know that they're having this date night. Um, I think it, it's good for them. Yeah. And I would, I'm would, i looking forward to seeing what they do in their marriages yeah. and how they implement date night. Well,
0: uh, let me just unpack it for a moment because I don't want this to turn into how to have an effective date night. But I uh-huh. do want to talk about it a little bit because I don't want to assume that everybody knows what a date mm-hmm. night is. So for us, it's to pick one day a week. doesn't have to be a Friday night. Any day that you want and parameter it and say that this is a day that mommy and daddy husband mm-hmm. and wife will date one another. Mm-hmm. And this is important because you want to keep romance in the marriage because if not you can become just roommates and you can just kind of go through the um through the motions become business partners we went half on the baby you know stuff like that and we don't want that. We literally want to have the same passion that we had when we first met each other and how I tried to impress you and i would take you ice skating and I would take you roller skating and you would make me picnics in the park and we would do all of that we want to try to keep that same passion at year 25 that we had in the first five months yeah that's easier said than done because life goes on. Absolutely. But having a set night that you let everybody know who your 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 card buddies, your pool buddies, you have everybody know this is my date night. Yeah. This is a time when I'm investing in my wife and my wife is investing in me. This is a time where we turn it's off our on phones. your calendar. It's on our calendar. And, you know, we have some improving to do in our Absolutely. date night because right now I feel like I'm the more of the one that's planning the date night mm-hmm. because I'm the planner. Mm-hmm. And I guess it's okay because you're more spo- <laughs> spontaneous. But um, I think that there needs to be a focus there just to make sure that it, and sometimes it's not about spending a lot of money. Sometimes a date night is all about quality time and going sitting in the park, taking a walk together, going jogging together. mm -hmm. Our date nights have changed. Twenty three years of going out. I'm tired of the restaurants. I'm tired of movies. I'm tired of. It's just
1: different seasons that Uh we live in. You know, like there's some seasons where we're like so much in the public that we don't want to like we don't feel like getting dressed up Mm -hmm. and we don't feel like like doing our hair and makeup or my makeup and putting on nice clothes. But we're just like, hey, let's go down to the park. Mm -hmm. Um, we live in Orlando. Let's go down to Lake Eola and let Let's just go for a run mm-hmm. and then just stop by some cafe somewhere, get some food, hang out with one another.
0: Yeah, we lived in Gainesville, Florida for about 12 years. And we would go to the University of Florida oh. and um, run the steps run at the, the stadium. stadiums. And that would be our date night. So we'd go for a run and then we would go to a, a restaurant where you mm-hmm. could sit outside because mm-hmm. we was all sweaty. Mm-hmm. And that was some of my favorite date nights. Yeah. It was very low cost. But high but impact. it's something that
1: we both love to do Yeah, we love and to. just spending time together. Uh-huh. But then, then there are other times when the kids were small uh-huh. and maybe I had been in the house all day, every day, like changing diapers and yeah. all of this stuff. And I'm like, please, it's Friday night. I want to put on a nice dress yeah. and do my hair and makeup and go out and feel uh-huh. like a woman, feel mm-hmm. like a grown up, like yeah. detach me from the children, please. Yeah. And so different seasons, mm-hmm. you do different things yeah. um, and they don't have to cost a lot of money. Sometimes mm-hmm. we had stay. You you know, we had a date night, but we stayed at home. Mm-hmm. Where we maybe ordered from some food, we shut the door and locked it. Yeah, and we watched TV, mm-hmm. yeah. and you know, just all kinds of things. So it's just whatever. But the main thing is spending time together, yeah. so that we don't grow apart. But we spend time together. Yeah talking to one another mm-hmm. the way we used to, before yeah. we got married, like staying on the phone all day, all night, you mm-hmm. know, like you hang up, no, you hang up, no, you hang up. <laughs> I mean, this is the kind of time we want to spend together on date
0: night. And that's easier said than done because we know each other so well yeah. after all of these years. So you have to be very intentional. Mm-hmm. But I just feel like the Holy Spirit saying is that there's some people who have real questions about mm-hmm. parenting. Yeah. And I would love for you to send those questions in. I think there's an email address in our show notes. You can put them in the comments and hopefully we can create some shows where where we just answer questions and we do some live things as well. Yeah. But I want to move on to the second yep. step. Um, this is a principle that we've used not to this allow our one. kids to ruin our marriage. And number two is that we never allow kids to sleep in our bed
1: come on they
0: have their own bed you got to go yep talk about it and
1: we did this um, really this was a lot of my doing Um, well I mean of course you you liked it as well but I felt like as a wife if Mm -hmm. I would have been like look the baby has to be in the bed with me then you would have gave in and been like okay I don't know what to do I don't
0: know oh well if you said if you made it a point of contention okay
1: yeah I mean because you know you bring them home from the hospital and Mm -hmm. we're nursing Mm -hmm. and it's like oh my gosh I'm so tired I don't want to get out of my bed Mm -hmm. and go walk to the Mm -hmm. you know, to the nursery, um, to nurse the baby or anything like that. Mm -hmm. But there are simple things that you can do. So what I learned to do. Can we
0: slow it down for just a moment? I want to ask you, what exactly did we do?
1: What did we do? Yeah. So we did not allow our children to sleep in the bed with us.
0: One night, two nights. Ever. Ever. None of our
1: children have ever slept with us. Three children. Are
0: you telling me that out of three kids, no, no kid has ever slept in the bed with us?
1: Right. Ever.
0: Right. One night. One night. Maybe when I'm away. When, yeah, if when daddy's you're a slumber party. Yeah, if daddy's home, they go into their own bed. Yep. You're telling me that you brought a two-day-old baby home mm-hmm. and you didn't put him in the bed with right. you, even though you nursed um, all of our children, right? breastfed all of our children. Right. What did you do?
1: Okay, um, I found ways around it <laughs> because I know the 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 convenience of having the baby in the bed with you but I didn't want to train my baby mm-hmm. to be in the bed with me mm-hmm. and so I had a bassinet and literally the bassinet was right next to my bed mm-hmm. and so the baby if the baby cried I'd roll over pick up the baby nurse the baby put the baby back in the basket mm-hmm. and then just roll over and go back to sleep yeah. and so in the beginning we kept the baby in our room for probably 2 weeks mm-hmm. Um, until we got comfortable enough to be like, okay, I know what I'm doing here. Let me go put the baby in the room across the hall. Right. Um, and so that worked for us. Now, right. there were times where um, then the, ba- the, the kids got older, right? Uh-huh. And um, they kind of would crawl out of their bed. You couldn't keep them in their bed anymore. And so then I put a gate on the door. Uh-huh. And there was always like I don't know if all of the children did this, but I know with one, like our two of them, actually, Charity Uh and Hannah, Uh um, they both like we had to put a gate on their door. So when they crawled out of their bed, Uh they couldn't get out of the room. And so they would scream, ah, you know, but. I just let them scream like Mm -hmm. it was okay, Mm -hmm. and after a little bit of time, they would stop screaming, Mm -hmm. and that was one night, one incident, and for the rest of the time, they know the rules are: Mm -hmm. you don't get out of your bed Mm -hmm. to come into mommy's room. Like we just did things like that Mm -hmm. um, to keep it to keep our children in their own beds. Yeah. Can I ask
0: you a question? I've noticed that, and I've heard these stories Mm -hmm. of parents that allow their children to sleep in their bed. I'm talking about two year olds. I'm talking about three-year-olds. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about five-year-olds. I like
1: my sleep. I'm talking about I need eight-year-olds.
0: Um, can you, I, I need some help. C- just help me understand why mm-hmm. or why do you think, maybe you don't know, but why do you think a a, a woman or a man mm-hmm. would do that, allow their child to sleep in their bed that long?
1: I think, th- mm-hmm. and you know, what would be my guess is that, the, the, it was the same feeling that I felt when, um, let's say, our middle one cried uh, uh-huh. because she wanted to get out. Like they're screaming and crying, and you don't want to hurt their feelings. You want, don't want them to feel like I don't know they're betrayed or something. It's like you think that it's this crazy thing with your child. All they want to do is sleep in the bed with you. You know they, they're afraid to sleep. Like I don't know. It's as if something's going to happen to them or whatever. Yeah. It's really not true. Yeah. You know, it's perception.
0: I don't know. Let's throw some things around. I think. Um, sometimes it's fear. Mm-hmm. You're fearful of the baby not being really close to you. Mm-hmm. Um, so we would have a video monitor and we have an audio monitor and we were here that baby, we they see just exactly what's turn going just on. A little bit we hear everything technology. that's going on. So maybe it's fear, maybe it's insecurity. I think that for some women and you can correct me if mm-hmm. I'm wrong, they get so used to that baby needing them in such mm-hmm. a way that it, they develop this tie that's Godly at first. But if it's not checked, it can become ungodly. Yeah, and it's almost like, um, like I, I I've heard of stories of someone who uh nursed a, a baby. And the baby was like five, six years old.
1: Oh, absolutely. We've all heard those stories. And
0: that's that's a level of insecurity. Mm-hmm. Something's happening there that's not not. not mm-hmm. something's broken there that Mm -hmm. needs to be fixed but I think there's similar principles Mm -hmm. from allowing a kid to continue to stay in the bed knowing that it's affecting the husband it has to affect the relationship between a man and his wife if I can't reach over and grab a boobie and if I can't reach over and do whatever I need to do this kid in the middle of us you got to go yeah you got to go the bed is the place that we make babies it's not the place that the babies sleep and I I feel very strongly about that yeah Um, Because I think it's important.
1: I kind of feel the same way you do. Um, And and, and everyone has, you know, like if you do have a child sleeping in the bed with you, that's something that you should, you know, just explore. Why am I doing this? Um, Because I think if you read... um, uh, articles and research on children sleeping in the bed, it's actually you know, not a good thing for okay. them to sleep in the bed with you. Mm-hmm. Now there are whole societies of people that say, oh, it's just a family bed, it's a shared bed. Mm-hmm. I really don't subscribe to those principles. Yeah. I don't believe it's healthy for the husband and wife. Yeah. Um, and also, again, like I said earlier, if mom and dad aren't healthy, our children aren't healthy. Yeah. So I think our children thrive when we set boundaries yeah. and say, no, this is what mom and dad do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, you, you know, if you're doing that right now, you can definitely bring it to, to an end. There are...
0: And they're going to leave kicking and screaming at your door. Let
1: me... You better know because you've allowed them, you've right. told them that they can do this their whole life. And so they're going to be like, what are you... Why have you yeah. changed? What is this? What is going on? But they on? will be okay. Yeah, but they will be okay. They will, be they okay. will live. And you know what? We're
0: not giving you a law. We don't want you to feel bad if yeah, that's not, what you've It's been. not a sin. No, you I love mean, your kid. We get it. Yeah. But what we're supposed to do on this show is to speak life, where there could be challenges, Absolutely. and to give you other opportunities and principles to live
1: mm-hmm. um
0: uh, a successful, a uh, married life. But we got to move on because I would love to stay on okay. that one. But okay. number three, the third principle that we would give, not to allow your kids to hijack your marriage, would be. We plan to be in our bedrooms by 8 p.m. every night. Yes, we okay? do. And I think that's important because mm-hmm. there are many people that are up watching movies with their kids till. Well, first off, they don't even give their kids bedtimes. Can you just talk to that for a moment? Oh, so we've always given our kids bedtime, and you, can you just share? I've
1: always given our children a bedtime and even a nap time when they were younger, because uh-huh. there's a certain amount of sleep. There's a certain amount of sleep that a child needs, just uh-huh. like an adult needs. Uh-huh. And so their days were very scheduled, and that kept them from having temper tantrums. It kept them. It just kept them like in order. Yeah. Um. And they loved it. Like they would be so sad and grumpy and everything if they didn't have their nap. Or if they didn't go to sleep on time, yeah, yeah. and so every night we kept a bedtime. They know, and that's the thing with you know what we talked about earlier about the kids having their own bed to sleep in. <laughs> if they go to bed at every eight o'clock every night, we start a bedtime routine at seven o'clock. It's seven o'clock. We go um, get out our clothes for the next door. We do no, what we a say. Hot Bubble bath. Is that
0: it's quiet time. It's quiet time. Around 7. Yeah. So between 7 and 8, we might, you know, begin to wind down. That
1: means the TV's not on and yeah. blasted. Yeah. Um, The radio's not on and blast. Everything's quiet. Everything's coming but, down. But
0: here's the thing. To some people, 8 p.m. is crazy early. Mm-hmm. And to kids, it it's not, though. Yeah, I mean, you can set whatever time, but we're going to give you the principles that yeah. work for us. Yeah. I mean, sometimes we be putting our kids to bed and it's still light outside. Uh, <laughs> They'd be looking at us like, hey, it's still light outside, but 8 p.m. is the time.
1: That's where blackout curtains come in handy, light. you know, Like because we, yeah. we live in Florida and there's a lot of sunshine. Yeah. And it's like, oh, no, it's 8 o'clock. Uh-huh. I shut the curtains. Uh-huh. Black, everything's blacked out. We turn on the nightlight. Uh-huh. I open a book. I read them a story. And they're already yawning.
0: So can I ask you this? Um, what ages did we continue that with? Mm-hmm. So it was 8 p.m. until about what age?
1: Oh, it was maybe 10 years old and then maybe it went back to 830.
0: 830. So and for then, our 11-year-old, I think it's 830 now. Uh-huh. For our 13-year-old, her bedtime is what?
1: Probably 930. 930. Mm-hmm.
0: And now for our high schooler.
1: We, she doesn't really have a bedtime because but she's
0: so disciplined she'll she's go to bed be in, as early as she she's can she's gonna be in like, bed like 7 45 yeah because she has to get up at 5 a.m and she runs miles stuff. for
1: cross-country and track but if she so wasn't that
0: kind of person we would put a parameter a around program. her yep. like as long as you're in our house but i guess what i want people to know is that as your child ages it's, it's okay to move the goal line a little bit and adjust it, but don't let it be crazy. Mm -hmm. I guess what I'm trying to address a little bit, and you can speak to this is that I just hear of people allowing their kids to stay up watching movies till midnight Mm -hmm. and 1am. Yeah. And it's almost like at that point, the parents have an obligation still to be parents. I hope right. And be watching TV with their kids to see what they're watching. But for us, we make 8pm husband and wife time. Mm -hmm. So we're going to turn in now. I'm, I can get up early and stay up late. I need about six hours of sleep. I'm ready to rock it. Um, you are more of a early riser and uh, you go to bed early. Mm-hmm. So you're typically in the bedroom about seven and by 8.30, you're kind of gone, mm-hmm. you know? So I know as a husband that if I want quality time and you know what I mean by quality time, <laughs> I need you to have myself to the <laughs> into the bedroom by 8 p.m. So you're personality has shaped the whole thing. And I'm okay with it. Mm-hmm. Like I'm there at eight, I might not even go to sleep really till 1030 or so. Right. And uh, I'll probably be up at 6 a.m. But I'm there at eight because not only for intimacy, but also for conversation. So many husbands and wives, they don't have communication points. Mm-hmm. It's like he's out working, she's out working, he comes home, he falls asleep on the couch in the living room, she's somewhere else. And they're always missing each other, missing each yeah. other. For us, we want to have daily points of communication. And so typically, we would try to eat breakfast together. You know, we're a little off rhythm with that right now. Mm -hmm. But without question, every day at 8 p.m., we're going to have some sort of, hey, if we need to talk, if we want to watch a movie together, if we want to be intimate together, we know 8 p.m. And we don't let kids come in. After right. 8 p.m., everybody in our house knows. And I've heard people, we've taught these principles before, and I've heard people say, Oh, no, you can't do that. That's not real. Oh, no, it's really real.
1: You can't do what?
0: Do what we're saying. I've heard people say, Oh, we wow. Like we're, that's not true. Uh-huh. Like we're faking or something. Oh, like, wow. Oh, you can't live that way. Oh, yes, we do mm-hmm. live yes, that way. Yes, we do. And we were suggesting <laughs> it's good too. It's not good. Kids life. take over our life. That is right. You know? And they actually respect that. They do. And so everything begins to shut down. But I got to move on. Number four. All right. This is a big one. Not to let your kids ruin your ma- your marriage mm-hmm. is that we've invested in a mattress and a bed that don't make a lot of noise. Uh, can you unpack, can you talk about it?
1: It's true. Uh-huh. I mean, I probably care more than you care, but I know you care. The worst thing that could kill a mood is a, a squeaky mattress. You know, like you're trying to be That's quiet so like the kids are around, you yeah. know, um, not, you know, Bad enough they're knocking on the door and, you know, yeah. doing things like that. But it's just you don't want to uh, be in your head yeah. about like what the now, kids. Gonna we're gonna hear. Do
0: a whole segment just about sex. It's going to be all about sex and how to create um, intimacy in your relationship. The do's and don'ts of having great sex. I think we need to make sex great again. Come on, somebody. Come on. But um, there's a lot of parameters. And one of the things that I found, and I can't say this is for every woman, but it's for my woman, is that she can be easily distracted by the kids in the hallway, um, some noise outside, some kid that needs something. And it is like the worst. Back in the day, we call it a buzz kill. This is like a, a mood kill. Let's yeah, call it a mood yeah. kill. It's like kids are knocking on the door. And so we have noise counseling um, equipment like a a, a, a ventilator. Yep. Um, we have music that can come on. Yep. We've invested in an expensive mattress. It's one of the best investments that you can make a great mattress. Now we just moved into a new house and when the movers moved our bed, yeah. they didn't tighten the screws down and yeah. that thing is like, ar, ar. and it was weird. I was telling the handyman the other day, I was like, man, I was on the bed. I was like, it's moving. I, can you do something? With it? And it was just weird because I was trying not to do the movements, but kind of show him like, yeah, I need to tighten. This bed up a little bit. For those of you all who don't know, I'm not a handyman. I don't, I think I don't do much here. So I'm like, bro, I, the bed is moving. But that's how important it yeah, is yeah. that you need to make sure that I want to make sure you're comfortable. Mm-hmm. I don't want your brain going somewhere else. I need you to be with me on this thing. <laughs> so our word would be to invest in the space and the atmosphere where you can have great intimacy as husband and wife and comfortable you can feel secure and comfortable more coming about that but last but not least number five would be we have taught our kids never to come into our room without knocking
1: absolutely and in fact if if we're doing anything intimate the door's locked anyway so you can knock but you you know you can try to come in but you're not getting in okay but yeah training them to don't come in without knocking and
0: even if they come in you know how kids are they'll come in and And hey 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 stop Nope, yeah. go back out. And I just let them stand out there and punish them by standing out there so that they can learn in their subconscious. Don't you dare near ever come in this room without knocking. They hate it, too. Yeah, yeah, they Just yeah. come in. And you know, because they're young. And they they're, oh, I forgot. I forgot. Nope, I don't care that you forgot. And yes, it's 2 p.m. in the middle of the day, but go back out there <laughs> and then knock and try again. Yeah. <laughs> It's, it's so good, important. though, but
1: they do. it. It's yeah. funny because I'm um our oldest came knocking on the door last night and she knew that you weren't in there because you were in the other room. But she still knock, 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 knock. Uh-huh. And then still after she knocks, she'll kind of peek her head through there because she doesn't. Now she's old enough to know
0: she just like. Well, yeah, well, she told him she's like, girl, if you if you come in here when you ain't supposed to be in here, you're going to see something that you wish you could take back.
1: Well, because she just she just one night I, th- I noticed it was like a couple of times in the row uh-huh. in a row. She just opened the door and just kind of came in and we're sitting there in bed like at night and I'm like girl Mm. you might not want to do that you're going to see something you don't want to see and oh man that was just horrific (laughs) she did not want to hear that
0: oh man hey anything else jump out to you if you were talking to a parent that's Mm -hmm. just needing some help for not letting um their kids ruin their marriage. Is there anything else very quickly um, that jumps out to you? I, I
1: think some of the things that we already said uh-huh. is giving our kids, teaching them responsibility. Uh-huh. And it teaches them ownership. Uh-huh. It teaches them to make the right decisions. Uh-huh. And I think that's key um in 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 our children. I think I I love to see that in our kids now, even if they're growing older. Uh-huh. And you know, one thing that I did with our kids too when they were small is I always made them a checklist. Uh-huh. Um it was a morning checklist what they do first thing when they wake up in the morning and we would hang it on the wall Mm -hmm. and then there was a checklist in the evening that Mm -hmm. they do right before they go to bed. It was a morning routine and an evening routine Mm -hmm. and this helped them feel, um, take ownership over their lives, over their chores, Mm -hmm. over what they were supposed to do and it made them feel really happy and proud. Mm -hmm. Like, look mommy, I'm a big boy because I did this. Like, look mommy, I'm a big girl. Um, I did this. I brushed my teeth. I washed my face. I did my hair. I prayed.
0: You know, I I read the
1: Bible, like Mm -hmm. all of those things were on a checklist. Mm -hmm. And really today, I mean, you know, sometimes it feels like, did I teach them anything? (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, but I believe I'm hoping that it's going to come back and be really good for us. And even in we have our 17 year old, she is actually, you know, um, exemplifying or you know showing some of those qualities that yeah. we poured into them to where she is she yeah. keeps her own schedule she's on time yeah. she's responsible she's accountable right. and um I think it's because of some of these parameters that yeah. we put in you know, in our children's lives. I don't
0: know. I just want to encourage a parent that's out there and you feel like, man, I'm struggling. Maybe you're a single mother, maybe you're a single father. Maybe you have more kids than you do days of the week. I don't know what your situation is, but I want you to be encouraged. Um, I do believe that the fruit of the womb is his reward. Yes. And I don't believe that there is any child that is an accident, no matter how they came about. I believe it is the reward of the Lord. And whenever God rewards you with something, he also gives you the grace to get it done. Read books about parenting. Go be a part of a church. Get into a small group where other people start a small group. Yeah,
1: get support. Yeah,
0: get people around you where you can watch their kids. They can watch. Give yourself Mm -hmm. some time off, man. You need personal time. I think that's the big thing for her. She needs personal time, time where she can just like unwind without all of the responsibilities. Bubble bath. (laughs) But whoever you are, wherever you are, we just pray that God continues to give you wisdom for your family. Just know that we love you. We hope that you enjoyed um, our show on today. How Not to Allow Your Kids to Ruin your marriage we pray god's blessing of your marriage if you enjoy content like this make sure that you subscribe right away we believe that sharing is caring and caring is sharing so please make sure that you share this we're doing life with ken and tabitha so we would love your feedback you can find us on instagram facebook and tiktok and uh, hopefully one day also twitter but until the next time every tuesday and thursday we will be releasing a show just for you so we'll see you there thank you for tuning in for to doing life with ken and tabitha we will see you next time Peace.